Hi there, Dickens Olewe here. Thanks for checking in. This interview is part of a 10-part special series about how the media in Africa covers politics, governance, and elections. With my guest, we'll explore the challenges and ideas of how journalism can support, not undermine democracy. So look out for the other interviews on your podcast feed. Let me know what you think about this series. Okay, here's the pod. Enjoy. The role of the media is very important in election time because uh, elections are normally volatile periods in the political life of a country. Um, and it behoves on the media to not just scrutinize and disseminate uh, the programs of all the parties, but to ensure that they manage the beta, you know, normally the beta exchange of rhetorics among political players. My name is Lavin Cham, a Gambian journalist. Uh, currently, I work as editor of the Standard newspaper in Banjul, the Gambia. I think for many people listening to this, Gambia is a really interesting country because uh, here is a country that in 2016 uh, voted out a dictator uh, and transitioned to uh, a democracy. So I'm just curious whether you could just basically just set the scene for us about how the media has covered uh, President Barrow's um, government since they came came to power. The last five years have been really a major departure from the norm in terms of the operations of the media in the Gambia. Uh, obviously, things have improved dramatically and uh, in a big way since the ousting of uh, former President uh, Jame, under whose reign, you know, of course, uh, journalists have gone through terrible things, including assassinations, unlawful imprisonments, and scores and scores of journalists have been sent into exile. And it was virtually impossible to print opinions or even interviews of people who have different opinions uh, from that of the position of the Jammeh government. So since he left um, and Adama came in, um, yes, there have been remarkable progress in terms of press freedom. Um, But then there are still fear and in fact anxiety that uh, some of the Dragonian laws that made it possible for Jammeh to trample on the media and media freedom are still in existence. And even though the Barrow government has said they've never used it against media practitioners, but then the general feeling and apprehension among the media practitioners is that as long as those laws remain there, you never know the government can resort to using them as and when they feel. So these draconian laws have not been repealed? Well, there are still a few which are, like for example, there, there, there is one which you know determines what we call false information acts. Now, if you give, according to their definition, a public official an information that they deem to be false, especially against the president, so the Gambia press union are very apprehensive that uh, laws such as that one should go. I mean, you are at the moment preparing for uh, an election in December. I'm curious how you covered the elections in 2016 and how you're planning to cover uh, the one in December. What will be different? Yeah, there are going to be fundamental differences, of course, because in 2016, yes, even though journalists covered the campaign and the election process, but then, of course, I, like I said, we had always lived under 
Dragonian laws, and we were very careful um, not to provoke the government, which has a very sharp or eagle eye watching us, uh, you know, in terms of what we write and do. Um, but now, coming on to this um, uh, 2021 election, the atmosphere is a lot more freer, and in fact, the contestants are more than uh, it used to be. The political space itself has been opened, the democratic space, political groupings, which means, of course, a lot of work for journalists. At the moment, what we are doing, um, all the media houses are now strategizing um, their approach to the campaign. The Gambia Press Union have um, just uh, concluded, and in fact, I think ongoing, a program that will train journalists um, on how to cover elections. Um, that is, of course, by bringing divergence and also opinion to the electorate. So um, a lot of uh, training and preparation has been done uh, towards that. But the atmosphere, like I said, uh, is a lot freer for operators in the media now than in the period leading up to the 2016 election. You now have a political reality that is unfolding in Gambia where... Uh, the current president, his party, his new party, uh, is in talks with uh, uh, Jame's party. Is there a concern from the media that, you know, you're talking about how the situation is much freer now, but are you worried about a regression? Yes, I'm, I'm afraid uh, you have a point there. I mean, the current alliance between President Barrow's National People's Party, the NPP, and former President Jame's uh, APRC has really caused a lot of concern uh, in many quarters. And of course, that included uh, the area of the media. Like I gave you the background of how the media suffered on the jammy. So any, the very thoughts that uh, anybody can contemplate um, of bringing back one way or the other, the AFPRC of the jammy regime really caused a lot of consternation, a lot of anxiety, a lot of uh, condemnation from many quarters, including, of course, um, the quarters of the journalists who fear that, uh, well, you know, how can just possibly a regime that has been so much oppressive, you know, against journalists, how can you think of um, forming an alliance with such a party so that to give them the back door to come to power? So there's a lot of apprehension not just in the quarters of journalists, but of course also in, you know, in the area of the victims of the German regime, human rights bodies, and a number of political organizations who you know, really are very much apprehensive that you know, the party, which in fact they said may lead to German's return, um, have really uh, even further polarized the political situation and have pushed in fear among uh, you know, human rights groups such as you know, journalists, you know, who have suffered a lot on the jam. So you've got a valid point there. There is a, a lot of apprehension, yes, um, in journalists as to whether President Barrow might not just be opening the way for the return of Jame, whose regime has been known to be very oppressive. So there is a tangible fear uh, among, among journalists that uh, we may come back to Jame's ways. But then, of course, you have to look at this alliance also in a proper context. Um, while many people believe that uh, President Barrow is desperate, so desperate to win the elections, uh, given the fact that uh, he broke away from his party, which helped in bringing him to power, 
And he himself has said he, he, he preferred, you know, to quote him, he preferred death to losing the election. So many people believe because he's desperate to lose the elections, that is why he is reaching out to even groups such as the APRC, you know, which by normal circumstances he would not have thought of doing. So they said everything is out of his desperate uh, needs to get re-elected. The Germanist party are saying that they want Germany back. They want his assets returned, you know, and they want their own assets that have been frozen by Commission of Inquiry, etc. All those assets returned, and particularly Germany's return. I mean, I mean, the, 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 the sticking point here is any thought about Germany returning this country really have sent apprehension, uh, you know, around the country. I mean, you know, in all the areas that you can think of, human rights advocates, human rights groups, journalist groups, and in fact, political groups who are opposed to Germany. So the alliance have really further polarized and, you know, instill fear, you know, among a lot of people, including the journalists. So you're right. But then, of course, many people think also that it's just a game that the president is playing because, you know, looking at things, many commentators said, in fact, Barrow will be the last person, you know, who would welcome a return to the Gambia by Germany, given the fact that uh, he still have the West African troops here because... He feels more secure with the presence of foreign troops than the uh, the, the government national uh, uh, army, etc., etc. So many people believe that. Look, the president may just be playing a game to get the votes of the APRC and get a second term, but he indeed might not even be sincerely interested in any return of Germany. That's how some commentators spent it. But like you said, yes. Uh, on the surface of it, yes. There was a, a, an Afrobarometer survey in 2016. Uh, which I found interesting. Uh, it says that then 66% of Gambians say that they support the government having a right uh, to prevent publication by the media. Um, that I found really staggering. I'm just curious, you've had uh, a good five years now uh, where uh, Gambians have seen how the media uh, reports in a democracy. So where, where do you think those numbers will be if, if Gambians were to be polled uh, today? I think that is, that, that is quite unfortunate. They misplaced, um, a, a misplaced uh, you know, collection of opinions there. I don't think, I don't agree that uh, anybody who knows um, you know, um, the operations and the, the depths to which troubles have been you know, in terms of media freedom would, ask, would subscribe to such uh, a view, and I'm surprised that 66% of government said the government should have a role in determining what is published. Uh, that was well. Now, oh, okay, that's that's that 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 that's definitely is not the is not is, is far from the situation on the ground now. Rather, what the average government is yearning now is for the government to give as much freedom as possible to media practitioners and even uh, human rights and other right groups. I mean, uh, not long ago, to be fair with the government, um, they've introduced the Access to Freedom Bill, which uh, is aimed at uh, making so that government officials and public officials, which is compelling them to share information um, you know, to journalists and media houses, information that are in public interest. That is, he thought oh, that is impossible, inconceivable, five years ago. But then, of course, um, there are still concerns among the media that even though we welcome that uh, 
media access to information better. But then, of course, we want to see in practical terms how sincere is it possible uh, to get government officials to talk to the press and share them information uh, after a long, 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 long time when those such things are not possible. So there is, um, to be fair with the government, that, that shows that it's a political will um, you know, to open up uh, governance and the public um, service to the public. But then we have to see how practical is it attainable. But like I said, um, I mean, such a survey, the outcome of such a survey back five years ago is quite different, definitely, from what's on the ground now. The feeling on the ground now is that uh, the government should have no role in, 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 in dictating as to what should be published. In fact, even before we get to this information bill, there was a proposal for a media commission that was going to be, you know, set up by government and headed by somebody appointed by the president. But, of course, the Gambia Press Union and other rights groups, you know, have opposed such a proposal. And that is now, uh, that's now, that's now dead. <laughs> so, you know, and now this, that's why we welcome the access to information bill. Um, very much. But we still have to see how practically uh, it can be, um, you know, it can be reality. What would you say is the role of the media in a democracy? How can the media be relevant in a democracy? Well, of course, um, in general terms, um, I will try to draw things uh, with a Gambian perspective. I mean, the media had always been at the forefront uh, in um, um, disseminating information uh, to the public from the various political players. It is through the media that they sell their programs. It is through the media that their programs are scrutinized. And it is through the media that they themselves, uh, you know, are directly linked to the electorates uh, whose votes they are conversing. Um, this time around, like I told you, unlike 2016, when, for example, um, I forgot to mention that the independent media were virtually non-existent, um, especially on the side of broadcasting. Uh, during Jammer's time. Now, there exist over 20 or so radio stations and each of them have their own independent uh, programs. Where they don't have it, they rely on newspaper reviews, which bring divergent views. Um, so we're going to see an even more vigorous um, private media coverage of this particular election uh, as opposed to the 2016, where there was virtually no independent media, so to speak, in terms of broadcast. There was no private television, for example, covering the 2016 election. Only the national media, the national broadcaster, the Gambia Television, was doing that, sharing time between, uh, you know, political parties, but of course with a heavy bias um, in favor of the uh, ruling party. Now you have, um, you know, close to four private television stations and a number of internet uh, platforms and you know you also have a mushrooming of uh, radio stations i said nearly 20 or so and all of them are engaged in political coverage so we're going to have a robust uh, coverage of um, this um, election as opposed to the other as for the role of the media like i tell you i think we got in the game that we're going to have a, really we're going to have a challenge in that uh, uh, there will be a lot of media uh, you know, covering this election than it has ever happened ever in this country. And, and like I said, the role of the media is very important in, in, in election time because uh, elections are normally volatile periods in the political life of a country. 
um, and it behoves on the media to not just scrutinize and disseminate uh, the programs of all the parties, but to ensure that they manage the beta, the, you know, normally the beta exchange of rhetorics among political players to manage it in such a way that uh, we don't promote uh, speeches that are really going to sow discord among the population. So those are responsibilities that the media, particularly in this one, needs to be very much aware of. And uh, I'm glad that the Gambia Press Union, even, even, even as I speak, is uh, spearheading trainings along with partners to ensure that uh, journalists uh, are, are aware of their role um, in terms of uh, election coverage, particularly at a time, like I said, when the situation can be volatile. So we are up to the task. Um, we hope that uh, uh, these elections and its coverage in the media would be better than it has ever been in the game. How do you ensure that that level of professionalism, the level of resources remains after the election? Because that's the critical part, isn't it? Yes. Before, like I said, before, during and after election coverage are very important. Um, well, you know, drawing from experience we had five years ago, you know, of course, what happened after the elections uh, in the Gambia. Um, there, were, uh, there was a great potential for conflict at the time when we had the incumbent president who was defeated, uh, you know, clinging onto power and finding excuses, uh, you know, uh, having his own theory as to why he thinks that the election should be rerun when even after uh, himself uh, admitting or accepting that he was defeated. Yes, so I think, again, it's important for the media to handle uh, the post-election immediately, uh, the period after elections too, because therein too, you could have cases of, um, uh, you know, a situation where others are celebrating, others are mourning, others are complaining, and it's the role of the media to, to be able to manage um, that period too, so that, you know, wouldn't find itself uh, as promoting or being used to uh, propagate an idea that can sow discord. So I agree with you too, that we are going to be continue to be vigilant uh, in our management of uh, our coverages uh, and, and exchanges of, uh, between political players before, during, and after the elections. Yeah, during elections here, um, the Independent Electoral Commission tries as much as possible to control uh, how election results are announced. Um, for example, you cannot uh, give election results um, live from a polling station um, in the Gambia because that's often seen to be causing confusion. You either have to wait for the whole constituency results to be declared or you, 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 you refrain from uh, I mean, announcing results for a particular polling station until the IEC declared the whole constituency uh, elections return. So, you know, all those are areas that the uh, Gambian media have gone through and have really matured in now. And I hope, um, you know, during and after the elections, we will still be continuing uh, to exercise responsibility and professionalism to ensure that uh, that period too um, is, uh, is managed well in terms of coverage. I read that Gambia will this time round uh, be using ballot boxes and not marbles. Uh, that brings its own sets of challenges, doesn't it? Point of clarification there, we're still going to have the marble <laughs> in this election. Um, um, I mean, the independent electoral commission 
Yeah, the independent, independent Electoral Commission has said now uh, they actually wanted to introduce ballot paper for the first time in this election, but all the key players and even the media can pay that it's far too early, too soon. I mean, they didn't have much time to, uh, I mean, sensitize the population. The Independent Electoral Commission had to bow down to pressure to postpone the introduction of the ballot paper until the next cycle of elections, which will be from 2026 upwards. So we're going to go to the marble again. I mean, Uganda has a unique system of voting. You all know around the world that instead of paper ballots, we use the marble to drop the ballots. And then you listen, and everyone listens. When we hear the ballot <laughs> drop in the, in, the, in the drum, and then you go, another voter come and do the same. So that's how we do it. <laughs> so it's still unique. We're going to continue with it for at least for this time. <laughs> this interview is part of a 10-part special series about how the media in Africa covers politics, governance, elections, and the impact this has on democracy on the continent. If you want to subscribe to my podcast, just search for the Dickens Olewe podcast on any of the main podcast apps. Let me know what you think about the series. Reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Dickens Olewe. Until next time, bye-bye.